Lights, camera, action. When a script is written that is so bad, no one will film it. These brave podcasters will bring it to life just so they can mock it. This is Table Reads. So the movie's kaput, which means your script ain't worth the buffalo shit on a nickel. Table Reads with Sean McBee, Kelly Levier, and Joshua Baker. Hey everybody, welcome to the last part of Wonder Woman. We hope. Knock wood. I don't know. That one's like super fast, guys. That was very fast, very fun. Uh, I think when when did it train wreck? Page eighty seven. Eighty seven. It was page eighty seven. Yeah. It held in there for a good long time. Yeah. I mean, I I wish I could just do a sexy dance and have Dionysus show up. I mean, he's live <laughs> li- live. Well, whatever. Yes, they came and <laughs> changed all our names. Whatever. Don't you remember? Yes, Jeff. Puff Daddy, P Diddy, same fucking. <laughs> I love the idea like, that that like they came in and changed the names, and he's like, "Yeah, sure, that's my name now." Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Mm, yeah, I kind of like the ring to it, P Diddy, <laughs> Diddy, Daddy, Daddy, Diddy. <laughs> What's the P Dolly Diddy doll? I don't know, man. So let's find out where we've been. I guess previously on Table Reads. <laughs> so it's Wonder Woman. It's all the Wonder Woman stuff. She was an Amazon. Steve Trevor crash lands on her planet. Planet? Island? Yeah, it's it. close enough. I mean, it, she was separated enough from society that it may as well be a planet. He crash lands on her island. She saves him from her own people. Leaves the island with him. Goes to Gateway City. There is a, a plot underway from the CEO of this company who worships Ares um, and her and Ares's nephew are teaming up. His name is Strife. Strife. <laughs> Strife, not Shrike. Not Shrike. <laughs> um, and then the movie was going on. There were way too many coincidences, I have to point out. Like the, the building she just happens to be at is where Strife Attacks and that's like every superhero movie, though. Like, yeah, of course, this is the one that's going to be collapsing and you have to save all these people. But it's like she just got there from the other side of the world. Yeah, that's like way too much coincidence. I mean, you're not wrong. Um, anyway, that's a that's a minor point that we (laughs) didn't bring up. I didn't even notice when we were reading, it just popped into my head as I was listening back to the episode. However, um, so this guy, Strife, he ruins the goodness of the screenplay by chaining Diana up. Mm, Let's not say Strife ruins that. Joss Whedon ruins that. uh, She submits herself to being chained by a man and losing all her powers in order to save Steve Trevor's life, where, you know, I'm pretty sure that uh, Zack Snyder would have just had her snap the dude's neck or something, you know. Give us the Snyder cut. Or or even Jeff Johns. I'm pretty sure Jeff Johns wrote the issue where she snaps Maxwell Lord's neck live on television. Yeah. 
So anyway, um, snapping necks, chaining bitches. So is it should have been the Wonder Woman tagline. <laughs> I mean, uh, Josh, Josh would have gotten away with that, right? Like, I mean, Buffy did it for like eight years, so. So, um, she loses her powers, and she's like real broken and sad. It didn't make for, any sense. Yeah. It was zero yeah. to completely worthless. Yeah, like, within like forty-five minutes, and that that yeah. made no sense. And then there was, and then it made less sense when she just decided to not have her powers gone, and, yeah. and she snapped the chain that was binding the magic chain. It took her to magic- South America because that's where sex trafficking happens. <laughs> yeah, right. And just left her there. It wasn't like anything more nefarious than that. You're in. South America. Well, remember, find your way reason, out. Like, what the hell? Like, for some reason, they said Ares didn't want him to kill her, so he had to do the thing that Amazons would find worse than death, which is being chained up and sold into sex slavery. Good thing that little girl reminded her that her mother's name is Martha. Yes, <laughs> My name I is think me. that girl is Martha. <laughs> Martha. <laughs> <laughs> So yes, a little girl reminded her of who she was and she kicked everyone's ass while chained up. And then she's like, oh yeah, these chains snap. And then the little girl's like, there is a present for you on the top of that hill. And that's where we left off. Fade in. Exterior. Clearing at the top of the mountain. Moments later. Not a week later. Actual moments. Yeah. We skipped a whole week in like real lifetime, but it's moments later. It's a cliffhanger, y'all. The cliffiest. What page are we on? <laughs> Josh, prepared. 98. 98. I'm coming back from South America, guys. Give me a break. Diana crests the brush to find a clear open plateau. The others are coming up behind her. Angle. Diana's POV. Contains nothing. Just flat dirt and maybe a wink of sunlight hitting something indistinct. We push slowly in on Diana as a smile spreads over her face. Next to her, the old lady looks around, confused. Maybe it's a very little gift. She starts to walk slowly, looking down like she's lost a contact lens, as Diana just smiles. Everyone look round for the gift. Exterior, above the jungle, afternoon. We are moving at jet speed over the landscape. Suddenly, the invisible jet in front of us banks and we catch sunlight on it, outlining its shape and distorting the view behind it ever so slightly. Beyond it ever so slightly, excuse me. This is the real reason the script was never made. (laughs) Then it is gone again. We can't seriously put this in. (laughs) You know, I really want to look up where this... Invisible Jet made its first appearance. Was it in the comics? Was it in the Super Friends? Mm, it does seem like a Super Friends kind of thing. Does it not? Yeah. Especially since in the Super Friends, you could see her sitting there. Yeah. Just like sitting in the sky. I'm going to look that up. <laughs> Interior. Steve's workplace. Evening. There is a rumbling beneath the building. All four of our guys, sitting under one hanging light in the middle of the dark space... Stop and look at each other. So that can't be good. The four, the four, the floor bubbles right in the middle of them. They all move back, freaking as strife rises, 
grinning. Worse, much worse. Strife faces Steve. Did you really think I wouldn't find you? Actually, I was promised that you would. Ben throws a switch, and the room is suddenly floodlit from one side, where Strife, pinned by the light, can see. Angle, dozens of video cameras, all in a semicircle, from the big professional to the smallest handheld. They're all unmanned, but all blinking red. Strife glares at the cameras. Steve, flanked by the others, continues. It's called the internet age. No more hiding, no more shadows. This is going out to the whole world. So, what are you going to sing for us today? You think this matters? Everyone with a laptop just found out there's an apparating demigod with a face like a boiled hamster living in Gateway. I'd say it might cause a stir. No one will believe it. Even what they see. And if Gateway goes up in flames? Gateway's not going up. Interior. Callus's office. Hold on. Continuing. 1942. Sensation Comics is the first appearance of the Invisible Jet. That's like a year after Wonder Woman debuted. Yeah, they like in came in with title. this. Yeah. Wow, wow. It sounds like a shitty joke, like some high-powered asshole white guy. What if we give Wonder Woman an invisible jet? Like, she what just thinks she has, she has a jet? Like, what if she has a faster way to get to where people can tie her up? <laughs> God. <laughs> It was created as an allegory of the feminine compliance that women of the Depression area relied on to survive in the male-dominated workplace. Explain that. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is this metaphor or allegory? That we're, I, mm, I don't know. This is know. gender That's studies, gender studies 102. <laughs> it's way beyond <laughs> us. I think the way an allegory works is typically when someone says, this is an allegory for that thing, you go... Oh, yeah. Miss Levier, I have questions. (laughs) (laughs) You put your hand down. I don't understand. Yeah, I'm... Mm -mm. Nope. I'm lost on that. Interior, Callus's office. Continuing. Callus is watching her computer. Three separate feeds, three different angles. While Clean still sits across from her. It's going down. The totality of Clean's betrayal dawns on her. She looks up at him murderously. He's cool as ice. Yeah, so maybe I talk to them before I talk to you. Now your boy's talking to everyone. Y'all gonna be famous. Clean's men burst through the doors, cock their weapons as Clean stands. Can you not cock your gun before you rush into the room? Right, why it's is now It's more theatrical to do it when they can, you know, kick the door in. True. And they're, they're also not trained, you know, obviously. Street, just thugs. street thugs, yeah. right? That's you remember to cock your weapon? No, <laughs> I didn't cock my... I don't want to shoot myself in the foot. <laughs> like last time, Vinny. Turn off the safety this time, okay, Joe? <laughs> safety, <Gerald>? okay? <laughs> it's called safety for a reason, you dumbass. What's really great is when you're watching a movie, and I have seen this, I am not making it up, and someone will cock a gun to, like, be menacing. You know, more menacing. Right. You're already pointing a gun at someone, and they're like, I don't blah, blah, and you go... Yeah, and, it, and they do that three times in one scene without ever firing the gun. <laughs> yeah, no rounds Just come remember. out of it. It's not, it doesn't eject the previous round. <laughs> That's my world you trying to end. What you think I was going to do? She glares. 
Interior, Steve's workplace. Continuing, I do kind of like that. Like, undermining the whole idea that everyone seems to be down in these movies with someone destroying someone, yeah. the world. Yeah. Which is the stupidest plot in the first place. Yeah. Yeah, like, I'm gonna where? destroy the world. What's your plan there? Yeah, what a, I, I, does that mean? I can still go to McDonald's 24 hours a day because <laughs> right. I yeah. really like quarter pounder with cheese at three o'clock in the morning. I understand you have an issue with capitalism, but uh, <laughs> it does have its perks. <laughs> or uh, the James Cameron Spider-Man script that we read right here on this show. Um, his plan is to destroy the universe. Doctor Octopus's plan, not Spider-Man's, not James Cameron's. Maybe James. Maybe Cameron's. James Cameron's. <laughs> <laughs> Interior, Steve's workplace, continuing. Steve is still facing off with strife. Don't you get that it's over? There's no point in killing us. And we can't... Whoa. <laughs> and we can't stress that enough. We've already talked. They won't listen. You overestimate your race. It'll be hidden, forgotten, a prank. A joke. You wow. want some more synonyms? Jesus. <laughs> wow. That's just what Diana called you. <sighs> Diana is gone. Exterior coast sunset. We continue to barrel along at jet speed, catching just highlights of the jet from the setting sun. Interior Steve's workplace. Evening. It's too bad, because without Diana, there's no one gives a damn about Strife anymore. Strife pulls out his spear but does not brandish it. What's the point? <laughs> Instead, he bangs the end on the floor with a disproportionately thunderous whomp. In response, the earth shakes a little. Steve presses forward as the others fade back. You're the joke that everyone will forget. Because we only remember the good ones. Whomp! A second stamp from Strife's spear. Bring Diana back. Give us a real fight. Don't be forgotten. Be immortal. I am immortal. Hump. And now you will all see. The chimera bursts through the floor right under strife. It shoots up, the demigod straddling its head, all the way through the ceiling and back down, reaching 40 feet high and showing just half itself. Everybody runs. The chimera looks down at them, and blazing flames shoot from its mouth, filling the room and frying the cameras. Interior, Spearhead War Room, continuing. Tech 2 is freaking. Actually, everybody is. On various screens are internet feeds, infrared, serial cam, aerial cams, excuse me. I'm a little far back from my screen. All showing the same thing. It surfaced! It's not supposed to surface! Shut it down! I can't! Miss Collis. Interior. Collis's office. Continuing. Clean is gone. Wide on Collis. All alone at her desk. Head in her hands. The enormity of her failure sinking in. We have a situation. <laughs> you think? Exterior. Just outside. Evening. The gang runs to their van. As behind them, the chimera smashes the sides of building like a thing insane. Like that sentence. <laughs> That's a weird sentence. Of building. Okay, I didn't know if it was buildings, and I was not seeing the S, or a building, and I wasn't seeing the A, but neither are there. So what? Yay? 
They hop in and peel out as the chimera flops thunderously down on the ground and snakes after them. It's over a hundred feet long, and its ram's head tail smashes into the sides of buildings as it gives chase. Interior, van, continuing. Steve has the pedal down, but the van is still losing ground. We have to get out of the city. I don't think that's going to happen. Ooh, can I interrupt? Sorry, I'm just so excited. (laughs) The new director for our uh, next episode on the show I'm working on is uh, a Kiwi. And I went and introduced myself to him this morning. And he, his response was, I'm not kidding. Good day, mate. (laughs) (laughs) And I've never heard an Australian or a New Zealander say good day, mate, for real. In earnest, like, right. (laughs) I mean it. (laughs) Good day. Yeah, like he wasn't. Did you just stare at him slack jaw? You're like, like, do it again. Happy face. And I didn't even know that he was not from the other hemisphere. (laughs) And then it's just like, good day, mate. Oh my God. (laughs) That's hilarious. It was fantastic. It may have made my whole week. (laughs) Where the fuck were we? (laughs) (laughs) Steve turns hard left. Exterior, street, continuing. The van screeches into a side street as the chimera is about to overtake it. The chimera keeps plowing down the street. The van goes around, running parallel and then cutting back across the street behind the chimera. As it passes behind, the chimera's second head roars fire at the van, blasting it. Interior, van continuing, as flames whip all around them. Behind is not better. And then they're passed to the street again on another side street. Angle, Strife, rides the chimera intently. He pulls its head up, like making a horse rear. And then he disapparates as the head plunges through the road, tearing through concrete like it's water. And the whole thing disappears into the earth. Angle, the van, as the gang looks about for the beast, Steve muttering. Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? If we can get to the bridge. A spear rips through the roof and plunges through Steve's arm. He cries out in pain. (laughs) That was actually Josh screaming for those that thought that was just (laughs) That wasn't supposed to interrupt the music, though. Man, I just such a fuck up. Um, A spear rips rips through the roof and plunges through Steve's arm. He cries out in pain. Sully screaming, too, as the van swerves and the spear goes back up plunges back down, this time getting Griffin in the leg. Angle atop the van. Strife pulls the spear out again and just digs his hand into the front of the roof, start tearing it off, and he's gone in an instant. Everyone in the van tenses. Sully. He leans over in a dead faint, Sully scrambling to get in the back. Ben, give me my bag. The chimera erupts from the ground in front of them. Steve swerving and hitting the thing broadside, everyone thrown hard to the side. They look up through the hole in the roof as the chimera keeps shouting up out of the gr- shooting up out of the ground and then starts to topple onto them. They're trapped. They're dead. The chimera topples and then is ripped back by something unseen. A plane? Something that cuts like that cuts talon-like grooves in its head and sends it end over end in the other direction. Interior, Diana's jet, continuing. Here, the plane is still partially invisible, 
the area around and below visible but distorted, and overlaid with virtual readouts and maps. It's sleek and sci-fi, but still feels oddly organic. And unlike anything we saw on that Amazon island. Yeah, where is the high tech all of a sudden? That's true. She just manifested it after she broke her chains. She just decided like, yo, I need my invisible Uber. (laughs) Furthermore, do you remember Steve crashed a prop plane? On that island. Yeah. And everyone was like, what is this? <laughs> oh, your glider seems to not be working. Right. Meanwhile, they have jet tech. We Space glide. glider. They're just playing dumb. <laughs> it's because oh. of all the men around it's, them. Yeah, it's it forces them. Is it Feliskanda? We, <laughs> <laughs> we as women don't understand this high tech thing you're showing me. Please mansplain how to oh, fly this please plane. Fix this for they me. got this jet from Queer Island. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're it's gonna love it. <laughs> the readouts—they're so easy to read. <laughs> Diana lies on her stomach to operate the plane. No, that's what? so impractical. So the effect is almost one of actual flying. That's she's so uncomfortable. In, she's in the outfit left by her mother, lasso at her hip. So okay. she's laying down in a skirt. You're telling me flying over everybody? All right. Anime well, I mean, fan service. If you're flying over everybody in a skirt, there's not really a good orientation. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but like they pointedly want her to be just. I think it's because of the super friends, how she would be sitting in the air. Yeah. And Joss was like, we can't have that. Now we saw her like in a like shitty clothes in her South tawdry America. tawdry outfit. Tawdry. That's what I was tawdry, trying to think yeah. of. Thank you. And now she's in the suit. Joss knows she needs to be in the suit. She and, was in the suit before. Right, but that was... She got the tawdry outfit and found the plane while wearing the tawdry outfit. The tawdry outfit, I thought, was the suit, but it was just fucked up. I don't know. It's unclear. I yeah. think I think they just put her in, like, slave rags. Yeah, that also makes sense. Um, but so tawdry, he knew, tawdry means showy but cheap and of poor quality. It doesn't yeah. mean he was using it properly. Like, yeah, <laughs> like seek sequins. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just a, a bedazzled sweater from Walmart in oh. South America. Now Falling Sean's chains. just detailing what I'm wearing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, my point is that he's got her back in full Wonder Woman here. And he recognizes that people are going to be like, where the fuck did the suit come from? So he puts in the direction it was left on the plane by her mother. But nobody says that. So nobody right. knows that. Yeah. So you're reading the script and maybe. you're like, oh, yeah, that's fine. But nobody watching the movie is going to pick up on that. Maybe that's there's true. a maybe there was an invisible note. Or, there, yeah, there's a tag still sticking <laughs> yeah. off her shoulder that says, love mom. Diana, love mom. <laughs> Happy birthday. Go get them. <laughs> Only it's a little shinier. The tiara, a little more intricate. The colors vibrate. Diana is a superhero now. Below her, we see the streets and the chimera breathing fire down the street from both ends. <laughs> it sounds like it really, it, like it went to, to El Pollo Loco. I'm having a tough time picturing the chimera. I don't know if you guys are. It, it looks like the monster from Avengers. Except it's just smaller. Like, it's a it's a snake no. with a ram's head for one head and a 
Yeah, well, it's dra- just a normal dragon head on the other end. Yeah, that you just know, is dumb to me. You so. remember? You remember I'm trying to make when it you were in like in third grade and all the boys would draw pictures of monsters. <laughs> That's exactly what this monster looks like. <laughs> like why like, not and just it's make got it look like head, a real chimera? <laughs> and it's got a snake head and a lion face. But <laughs> <laughs> it is all the animals. <laughs> it was designed by Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, no, that feels right. <laughs> it's my favorite favorite animal topical references McBee good job I know right way to narrow your audience bro (laughs) (laughs) your mom goes to college maybe I don't know I never met her (laughs) okay that movie actually was really great it was it's good (laughs) Um, it lifts its lion head and Diana dips low smacking it hard back to the ground wait hold on you remember she she went over it and like left claw marks in it. Mm-hmm. How is her plane leaving claw marks? In, it with looked, its invisible looked, talons. Looked, Does it have talons instead of landing gears? Looked like What's, claw marks. Yeah. That's what the on any plane makes something that looks like claw marks? One that's also a falcon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who's to say what that plane looks like? Right. You can't see the damn thing. It's true. It just got iPads for What if controls. it's a dragon? <laughs> she, she just like... <laughs> Tied Wolverine's arms to the landing <laughs> gear. <laughs> it's the invisible X-Men plane. <laughs> we'll ignore the cross universes. It's fine. <laughs> that is good theme music. It, some of the it's stuck in my brain forever. Like, uh, don't know where we are. Well, I don't know. Um, smacking it hard back to the ground. The jet shudders and careens a bit, but she controls it, pulling her back up. Because that's what you want to do is you want to just fly a plane into shit. That's the best way to use a plane as a weapon. They might have had jets on the uh, invisible island, not the invisible island. I guess it was kind of invisible. (laughs) Doesn't mean they knew how to use it. The foggy island. Yeah, no one no one could give her flying lessons. She she can fly it just fine. (laughs) She just doesn't know how to weaponize it. Oh, what's, what's I, the worst that could happen if you fly a plane into a monster? So you get in a plane and you crash <laughs> it into shit. <laughs> it's within this Diana's character to brute force her way through that situation, though. That's true. She's not been uh, all that tactical. Grace embodied. Yeah. Have you ever been on a plane when it hits some turbulence? That's just air. Yeah. Yeah. And this true. is a big physical thing. That's true. This is making me angry. I, I feel like <laughs> Josh just got lazy. And we know he can write superhero movies. He wrote Avengers. Where he made the Chimera fly. See? It's the same monster. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) He was like, I understand you guys hate the rest of this, but I'm keeping this part. Changing the name. Just like how uh, John Peters really wanted a giant spider in the Superman in, in movie. The Superman movie. And, and he su- finally got it in um, Wild, Wild, West. Wild West. Yeah. True. At least you didn't have Superman driving in his supermobile in that movie. <laughs> right? I saw uh, an action figure um, at the mall the other day. It was uh, Spider Man in like a dune buggy. Yeah, he has like, a dune buggy. What's Spider Man doing with a dune buggy? He has a dune buggy in the car- in the comics, yeah. That's like on, on Super Friends when Aquaman would ride a Sea Dew. Yeah. Which happened. Yeah, yeah. No, the, the, the Spider-Mobile drives up walls and buildings and shit. You know what else does that? Spider-Man. <laughs> it's just for merchandising, man. I don't like it. Well, you don't like money? 
It's not my money. <laughs> Angle. Let's get back to the script. Steve is watching from a block away with Ben, who's wrapped his arm. They're out of the van behind a building. Sully is in the background tending to Griffin. What's happening? Steve doesn't answer. Angle, the chimera, turns its head as though sniffing the air, close on its sides, as out push four thick rounded jets, swiveled like Harrier jets. The monster and <laughs> the monster entire lifts from the ground. The jets swiveling descended flying straight, lion head leading after its foe. Oh come on! Right? This is just the the Leviathan from Avengers at this point. Angle. Griffin wakes up enough to see it in the sky. Hey, it's flying now. Angle, Diana from the front, the chimera visible in the background, moving above her, shifting, finally locking on her, and blasting fire at her as she banks hard. We see the jet ripple past us as the chimera banks the other way. Diana brings the jet around and flies directly at the chimera, dipping low at the last second as the beast passes overhead, slamming up into it, knocking it into a roll that swipes the corner off the top of a building. Diana has more trouble gaining control, but she comes around fast, getting near the chimera, and then pulling straight up into the sky, the beast hitting all jets to catch up, both leaving the city far beneath them. Close on, Diana pulling at the stick for all she's worth. Oh, phrasing. Phrasing, for sure. Tawdry. All or nothing. Cheap sequence. She pulls it back and loops around, comes at the chimera, which is still going straight up, dead on. The jet's wing slices through the chimera, just below the lion head. The head topples back toward the city as the body continues blindly straight up. Inside the jet, things are fritzing pretty badly, and she's shaking hard. Diana looks down and sees the lion head falling straight toward a crowd. No! She pulls the jet around. Angle on the street. People scream and scatter, the flaming head plummeting like a meteor. Diana gets the jet under it and takes the hit, the head rolling off the back and onto the street just as it clears, the jet skidding on the street, finally hitting Steve's van and spinning out, slicing into the side of a building and settling amid the smoke. Angle. Steve has followed its unseen course with confused wonder. Hmm? He starts for the smoke, drawn to it, seeing a figure emerge, silhouetted in the smoke, but unmistakable. Diana. She stops, seeing him, relief on her face. He breaks into a near run. Bonk! He goes right back on his ass, having hit his head on an invisible wing. What? Ow! The hell? She reaches him, squats as he sits up. It's my glider. My jet. It's invisible, I'm sorry. You have an invisible jet? That we could have used to leave the island <laughs> instead of- Waiting for me to fix mine? Where's Strife? Somewhere near. You have an invisible jet. Yes. 
I thought Amazons didn't have modern technology. That's because you couldn't see it. Oh! Hey, calling us out. What? Uh, they all have, like, advanced Samsung and iPhone phones on <laughs> belt holsters. You just can't see them. Well, that's how uh, Hippolyta found Diana. She had my location turned <laughs> on. Oh, yeah. So it all makes sense now. Track my child. <laughs> Angle, the chimera. As it continues shooting up, the ram's head trailing at, at the bottom sparks to life, the eyes narrowing with intent as it takes over. The engines slow, stop, and spin around. The monster bullets down through the clouds toward the tiny cityscape. Table Reads will return after this brief word from our sponsors. What's up, docs and docettes? Trevor Thompson, the self-appointed Looney Tunes critic here, and if you like old cartoons and watching online reviewers dissect them, then you probably said the same thing I did about two years ago. Hey, what the fuck? Mayor, watch your language, you bud. Every Saturday morning, I do a brand new commentary of a Warner Brothers short. All throughout the month, I do video essays examining the history of these cartoons. Catch my videos on youtube.com slash ferriswheelhouse2, or just use the hashtag Looney Tunes Critic. And now, here's Eric Bauza, the new voice of Bugs Bunny. <laughs> You've been listening to the Looney Tunes Critic. Ain't he a stinker? Lights, camera, action. So the movie's kaput, which means your script ain't worth the buffalo shit on a nickel. Now, back to Table Reads. Guys, we have nine pages left. That feels right. Actually, it doesn't. I feel like we've not accomplished much in this climax. Also, I'm going to grab this stick for all it's worth. <laughs> While laying down, flying above you in a skirt. Oh, man. Hopefully with, you know, low cut. You know, I feel like what yeah. Kelly just said is something that Diana is going to say to Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Diana. I'm just really in character right now. We are one. <laughs> Your could tiara. Have, could have a- accomplished more in this climax. <laughs> let's, let's be fair. Let's- <laughs> Diana, your tiara is so more intricate. <laughs> Would you say I'm vibrating? <laughs> Just the colors are vibrating. Give me a second. I'll grab some more batteries. We can we can fix that. Yeah. Just, I feel like there are some words that you can maybe avoid when writing this script. And he hit all of them. Yeah. Yeah. At least he didn't describe her as a sexy toddler. He's got Ooh, that going for yeah, him. That's true. Because we didn't see her as a toddler. True. If she hadn't been sculpted from clay and brought to life by her mother, as a full-grown adult, we presume, then she the would regular, have been a sexy toddler. The new Wonder Woman film didn't do that. They full had her grown, as a kid. Full-grown adult of, adult of 13. <laughs> Just how we like them here. Oh, yeah. Bill, get out. Get out, Bill Goldberg. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, this... Invisible jet thing is not getting less ridiculous. No, still stupid. Just real dumb. But hey, real dumb is what we do here. True. Fade in. Angle on the street. Diana is moving forward, looking up. I've got to keep that thing in the air. Can you get these people off the streets? I'll try. You know, I'm kind of... I kind of made the big monster come out. Who else? Diana, I, I just... Everything I said to you, I... The chimera roars overhead, spewing fire at them and everything in sight. 
Diana pushes Steve down out of the way. Clear the streets. She runs on top of a burning car and leaps up two stories to a fire escape, swings herself on as she whips the lasso up to latch on higher. Now he wants to talk about his feelings. What the fuck? (laughs) I just love he didn't ask how she got here, how she doesn't have chains, where she got a new outfit. It's just all about the jet. Just, you have a jet, not... Well, I mean, I think getting out of... Well, how she got there, kind of explained by the jet. True, that's fair. And a change of clothes and not wearing chains, overshadowed by an invisible jet. I mean, <laughs> let's just be real here, She Kelly. has an invisible iPhone, too, remember? Like, she, yeah. te- she texted She texted him, yeah, <laughs> he, that's true. Yo, I'm out of the thing. Bet you wish... <laughs> On my way, jet emoji. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what What emoji is that? I can't see it. <laughs> OMW, invisible jet emoji. <laughs> just little, the, the the hash lines. like. Oh yeah, just the, yeah. the speed lines. Yeah. Whenever I text you guys, I'm on my way to come here. That's how I'm going to do it now. <laughs> Angle, the rooftops. As Diana comes leaping up into frame, landing on the very edge of the nearest roof and running along the edge. The camera moving with her as she leaps from one roof to the next, then coming behind her and slightly above as she approaches an intersection and jumps into midair, the ground seven stories below, and the chimera roars through frame, Diana landing right on its back. That is a very long, not correct sentence. Yeah, that was a lot for, like, she's running across buildings. Right, we get it. She jumps on the chimera. We get it. She hits and rolls back with the chimera's momentum. She grabs a piece of it and holds on, getting her bearings as the chimera shoots between buildings, occasionally spewing fire at the street. Diana whips out her sword and plunges it into the thing's back. In response, various arms designed for hacking and sawing open up from its body and respond. Has she had a sword this whole time? I... Yes, in the beginning... When she had all her belongings wrapped up in a blanket like a hobo on the plane, <laughs> they mentioned that the outfit okay. and the sword were in there. They only mentioned the lasso and the outfit when she got to the jet. So. Yeah. Yeah. The Maybe s- it was an invisible sword. Let's see. No, that makes sense. Just an invisible sheath. You but just, now that she's taken it out, <laughs> you, you just didn't now see it. it's all visible. <laughs> um... Uh, Wait, uh, Diana slicing or kicking them off. A hatch opens near the top of the neck and a swiveling gun pops up and fires nonstop. Diana deflects. I am so tired of guns. Finally, aiming the bullets back at the weapon and destroying it. The moment she does the wall... Hold on. I'm just thinking about how ricochets work. I don't think there's a way to bounce a bullet back where it came from. I think that's physically impossible. There's always going to be some angle. No, if you point a gun straight at me and I'm going to hit it with my beautiful sparkly bracelets, I could totally deflect that back at you if I had any skill whatsoever. In theory, physically, that's possible. I don't think it is. Yeah, you just have to have an angle yourself to counter the angle it's coming in at. You need a little bit of an angle to deflect it. Otherwise, it's just going to flatten. Right, so as long as you yourself have an angle that will counteract that. But if there's an angle, then it's not going to come straight back. Well, you got to think there's width to the turret that she just did. It's not like... Welcome back to the... It's not Kate Moss skinny. Welcome back to the Mythbusters podcast. (laughs) 
Today, we're focused on ballistics of <laughs> superhero <laughs> physics. Wonder, Wonder Woman's bracelets. Can she actually destroy a 50 caliber machine gun with her bracelet deflecting the bullet back at it? Yeah, not the even fact the question that that of- episode of <laughs> Mythbusters doesn't exist. It might. <laughs> it might. Me so it might. Much. It might. I don't. I think you're right about it. It certainly wouldn't have enough force coming back away from it, right? To destroy because going a back gun. in the no same way. direction would no way. lower its. I mean, unless inertia, unless Diana could just like hit it really hard, right? Oh yeah, it's like tennis, right? Yeah, there you go. Bipped. It's bullet pong. There you go. Problem solved. Where the fuck were we? <laughs> I'm so tired of guns. Oh yes, um, destroying it. The moment she does, the wall of a building dips in at her, and she goes flat as bricks and dust pummel her. The chimera is literally trying to scrape her off. Angle <laughs> on the street. I read it as serape. <laughs> <laughs> We, <laughs> you said scrape. There's a I'm lot like, of Greek in this. Oh, <laughs> oh, I can I can see that because the V and the watermark yeah, just because of because right watermark. Yeah, debris from the building comes crashing down as Steve and Ben are trying to herd people away. They are either frozen in panic or looking up. Come on, move! Nothing to see here. Listen to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not Ben. <laughs> Suddenly, three Humvees come screeching around the corner, avoiding the flaming wreckage and crashed cars. In the passenger seat of the front Humvee, a convertible, stands clean. He pulls up beside Steve. I thought the plan was to save the city. We gotta get people out of the city or underground. I can't budge them. Clean hits his lieutenant, who's been listening, on the shoulder. He runs back to spread the word as Clean reaches into the Humvee. He pulls out an automatic weapon and fires it into the air. A couple of his men do the same. Get off the street! <laughs> People listen. His other Humvees pull out to do hard herd detail. Clean fires again. Hey, watch where you shoot that thing. There's somebody up there. Also, those molds are going to come back down. Uh, yeah, but they're going to bounce off. Angle, Diana has weathered the wall scraping and is making her way to the head of the chimera. She raises her sword to plunge it in, and Strife appears in front of her, in motion, slamming into her and sending them both rolling back. They fight for purchase on the careening metal dragon. Then they fight each other. He produces a sword and they hack at each other with lurching inelegance. He produces a sword. I owe you a debt of thanks. I do too. To be paid in blood. No other way. Again they go. Even as the chimera scrapes against walls, Diana is having trouble holding her own, but she is relentless. The chimera suddenly plummets like a roller coaster, and the two drop, snagging onto its head as it levels out again just feet from the street. Tangled, swords gone, the combatants claw at each other. Straining still for purchase. (laughs) Is that not grand? This is what we were meant for. The signs were everywhere. Produces his spear. In the painting, the city still crumbles. After you die, it will. The Chimera is headed straight for a construction site. A half-built building 
that the beast is clearly going to fly right through. Strife is above Diana, facing the back, and does not see. He pushes his spear at her face, her hands on the shaft straining to keep it away. I remember one thing about the painting. Waits for the sight to get closer. You're not in it. At the last second, Strife looks around, and Diana unexpectedly rolls him off to the side, grabbing his spear and dropping him as she catches his foot with her lasso. The chimera goes through the site, and instead of hitting a steel beam, Strife has dragged through tons of concrete, steel, glass, the bottom finished half. Diana has the spear stuck in the chimera, uses all her might to hold on to it, until her rope recoils back to her. No Strife on the end. She climbs on top and pulls the spear out. Enough! And drives it into the beast's neck. Over and over, sparks and fire erupting from the wound. Angle from the street. The chimera swoops and shudders, clearly losing control. It finally straightens out, heading down the street and straight for... Steve and the crowd of people he and Clean are herding away. He realizes they're not going to get away in time. Angle, Diana, sees the crowd several blocks away. Enough! She drives the spear down deeper. The lights in the chimera seem to go out, and she grabs the horns and pushes its head down to the ground, then up at the last second to slide along the street in a crash landing that tears pavement for four blocks before it stops, just 50 feet from the ground. The dust settles and everyone stares in awe. 50 feet from the crowd, excuse me. Yeah, that'd be tough. (laughs) Um... The dust settles and everyone stares in awe. A moment, and the head lifts. People move back and Clean levels his machine gun at it. Then the head lifts more. Rips, and Diana holds it above her by the horns. Arms up in a warrior's victory stance. The thing is three times her size, and the sight of her holding it is impressive indeed. The crowd goes wild. Strife suddenly knocks her aside, grabbing his spear. You mean like how the Hulk hit Thor on top of the... Yeah, literally like that, yep. Donk. The head rolls away and he jumps on her, his face broken and blackened. He drives the spear at her heart, but she grabs it, keeps it from going in. They strain. Automatic fire peppers the demigod. Steve has Clean's gun, is firing with brutal precision. Diana looks with shock at him. It does nothing but enrage Strife. He disappears. Diana rolls up with the spear and hurls it with all her might at Steve. There is a moment, her eyes on his, where we can see nothing but contempt from her. Slight fear from him. Then Strife appears right in front of Steve, and the spear goes instantly through him, the point as close to Steve's heart as it had been to Diana's. A moment and strife collapses. Steve and Diana hold their gaze, and a measure of relief and respect creep into both. They didn't know if that was gonna work. That's a hell of a fucking gamble. Yeah. Lightning streaks up from the spear sticking out of Strife's body. Everyone backs away. The lightning streaks back down, touches ground right in front of Diana. Smoke pours up, twisting, forming becoming a kind of statue of an enormous, bizarrely armored warrior 20 feet high and and hunched before her. 
Out of the smoke steps that warrior. There is a light about him, almost coming from his joints, that tells us this is an apparition, not the god himself. If ever Ares's face looked human, it is past that now. His voice is all around, the thunder itself. Woman. Ares. This is my kin, my blood. What right have you to spill it? No warrior enters the arena without blood on the line. Even Strife knew that. You will suffer for this. You will see this world in ashes. Will I? You cannot defeat a god. Points to the crowd. They can. <laughs> the people? The people of Earth turn their back on me? On war? Someday. Maybe. I am in mankind. I am in their darkest hearts and their greatest schemes, and I am never going away. Neither am I. She turns and starts away. Then you will see me again, girl. Yes, let's keep in touch. Ares nearly bursts with rage, but a hunk of concrete from the building above falls right onto him, and he poofs out of sight. And the entire image dissipates, and we see that we're looking at it in a large bowl of rippling water, widened to sea. Interior, Hippolyta's chamber, night. Circe is staring into the bowl. She looks grave. I was Circe. Yeah. And I'm Hippolyta. She was you the angry Cersei one. sounded like uh, Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what it was. The fury of Ares is eternal. What Diana has started here will shake the earth. Come around to see Hippolyta, Ithra behind her. There is nothing but pride in the queen's smile. That's my girl. Exterior, street, night. Diana walks a few steps, drops to her knees. She is far from the crowd and only now lets exhaustion and relief overcome her. She looks down a moment, breathing hard. When she looks up again, Steve is standing before her. Her sword held in his outstretched hands. It's a deliberately formal gesture. You drop this. She stands, easily, and takes it, sheathing it. Whoa, whoa, finders keepers. She smiles. Did you mean it? About not going away? Of course. I'm aware that I'm an idiot. Not at all. Little bit. Mm, little bit. But you were right. I didn't understand. People. I still don't. I've got a lot of work to do. Well, you got us. And we recently added a gun-wielding crack dealer to the roster. That's <laughs> got to be a plus. He looks around. Of course, you've got a jet somewhere, though you probably won't need a pilot. She pulls him into the kiss of his life. After a good long while, they part. Your whole life on an island with only women and you can kiss like that? It's an interesting story. It I can't possibly be a, <laughs> it can't possibly be as good as the one I'm making up right now. <laughs> Are you sure about that? He smiles, defeated. 
They start off toward the others. So what happens now? Exterior, Greece, afternoon. By the way, the whole exchange, more season one Xander. A hundred percent, yeah. Exterior, Greece, afternoon. We fly above the beautiful city, frame up on an ancient temple, sitting on the edge of a cliff. As we see it, the invisible plane whooshes through frame, rippling the visual. Exterior, temple, a bit later. Diana is kneeling before a statue of Athena. This one is small and worn with age, but it's recognizably her. How is it recognizably... It's not like Athena was a character we saw. Mm, Like, you got the helmet, you got the Aegis, you got the owl. Like, everyone knows that's Athena. Everyone, Kelly? Mm. Well, People worth knowing knows that's Athena. Diana would know, I mean... There's a plaque that says Athena. (laughs) (laughs) It's worn. Hello, my name is. (laughs) Um, We find Steve standing at the edge of the temple by the cliff waiting. After a time, she gets up, walks by him to the cliff's edge, looking out at the sunset. It's not what you're used to. I still feel her here. Athena, what'd you say to her? I'll tell you one day. She puts a toe out over the cliff. Whoa. Hey, Diana. There's jets over there. Or there. I know. I've been thinking about gliding. About reading the wind. On my own. It would be useful. Reading the... Okay. You're a hell of a woman, but... Diana, you can't fly. She throws a look over her shoulder. That neophyting comprehension. With a little ironic smile underneath. Can't? Blackout. The words Wonder Woman hit the screen. The end. So, um... It was kind of a lame finale, in my opinion. Yeah, um... What's-her-face? The callus... She never showed back up. Just yeah, disappeared. Just a, just a big nothing burger. Yeah. She was sad that she lost, and that's the most we saw her. Did she get she, arrested? <laughs> Did she die? She lost to a two-bit drug dealer. Yeah. A crack dealer, Who yeah. turned out yeah. to be a good guy. Who knew? Goodish. With a name like Clean. Yeah. With a K. With a, With a K. K. With like, a K. Like Mr. Clean. <laughs> Mr. Clean. Is Mr. Clean spelled with a K? It is. <laughs> if it's not. Wow. It is now. It is now. Maybe that was his post-crack dealing job, is he? Started <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Selling cleaning material. I'm going to shave my head. <laughs> I'm going to get an earring. Yo, check it. It all makes sense. White tea. And I'm going to clean up <laughs> these streets. <laughs> now, that's a villain. That's a that's a hero origin story. I want to watch that movie. Yeah. <laughs> that's what comes out of the script. I mean, it's there were some strong underpinnings. There were a lot of, like, real... Real cliched superhero yeah. tropes going on. Overall, pretty serviceable, but it's just it wasn't so bad that I'm surprised they didn't make it. A lot of Deus Ex Machina, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, poof. Honestly, this this would have fit in just fine in the current incarnation yeah. of the DC Extended Universe. Yeah, minus the Invisible Jet. No, that would have fit in too because those movies are fucking garbage for the most part. The Wonder Woman they came out with wasn't garbage. Right, it wasn't. It was better than this. This would have fit in better with the DC (laughs) Extended Universe. I feel like this is a draft. 
Oh, well, yeah. Like, it doesn't... Like, if they did a few rounds, like... But he of, stands by this. Like, oh, in hindsight. He. Well, in hindsight, now, he's like, I still like what I wrote. I don't know what your fucking problem was. Well, yeah. I mean, when you, you don't apologize, like, for shit. Don't you? <laughs> okay. Like, let's look at the people who are, like, running Joel shit Schumacher right now. Like apologized for Batman and Robin. That was before it was cool to not apologize for shit. Like, Fair. Like, on the internet, you have to have an opinion. And your opinion is the thing that, like, you have to pick a side. So it makes sense for him not to. Just because he should. I mean, like, if you met him at a cocktail party at a bar, he'd be like, yeah, that shit was probably pretty bad. But, like, to the press or to the internet. Yeah, Tarantino hasn't apologized for any of the shit he's done. Oh, man. Let's talk about all of Tarantino's shit. Yeah. Tarantino like, has nothing to apologize for. <laughs> <laughs> Incredulous this, laughter. So, so this is that's my point. Like like hold on, hold on. Hitler getting machine gunned in the face makes up for all his shortcomings for all time. Mm. No. Uh, no, not, not really. all of them. Roman Polanski, I don't uh, think not so. Not all of them. It just was yeah, a, a real like, great. Like it was a real great moment and I loved it. That's all. So that yeah, so I mean, I guess you I guess you can't you can't judge every you, you guys you guys I haven't watched any Buffy, but you guys are like this is the shit. Buffy is the jam. It is. So same person, same person making one thing and another. like, so we did this with Goldman too. Mm-hmm. We did princess bride and it's just a giant, a juggernaut of a fucking movie, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and it's in everybody's brain. He also made this one script where he wanted to fondle a little girl. <laughs> like, so like, all right, like, yeah. How much is their editors and how much is them as well? Well, yeah. So you can't really you know. know. I think screenplays uh, typically have editors in the way that a book has an editor. No, but you'd still have collaborators. You'd still have to get this run by multiple people. It's got to go by the director and the producers yeah, and all the like the teams. There's a, everybody sits around and they're like, oh, let's develop this a little, do some fucking edits or whatever, right? Like, oh, I don't know. I, I agree. It's pretty serviceable. The script. I think there's a there if you could you could have developed this into something. Yeah, decent. I wish the story flowed better. Yeah, overall. Yeah, I wish Diana had had more of a character. She just, didn't change at all. She just like was cockier. Yeah. Well, no. In the in the last minutes, she goes, "Wow, you're right. I didn't know people. I I got some right. work to do. That I can was fly." All, that was all her character arc. Yeah. 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 In in those three sentences. Yeah. It was it was hard to get late. invested. Yeah. In her as a character, that. yeah. Yeah. Um, all told, Patty Jenkins's take was League's imminently better. better. Yeah. And I am genuinely excited for Wonder Woman 2. Wonder Woman 1984? Yeah, it's going to be oh, great. Oh, yeah. So, Kelly, mm-hmm. do you think you'll cosplay as Wonder Woman 1984? Ooh, I don't think I'd be a very good Diana. You just look at me and no one's like, yeah, she could snap my neck we've just had five episodes of you being an excellent diana mm, that's so false but that was really just a lame attempt at a segue <laughs> uh check out my cosplay and whether or not i do cosplay diana spoiler alert probably not um at my instagram x kira kelly x k-i-r-a-k-e-l-l-y and if you want to see someone that does cosplay diana you can check out Cutie Pie Sensei on Instagram. Yeah, one of my best friends. Uh, she is a killer Wonder Woman, and you have probably already seen her all over Reddit. True. Josh. 
I've been doing a lot of video work lately. Yeah, you have. Uh, I no, no, no. Work. We're talking about cosplay right now, Josh. Come when on. When do you cosplay, Diana? Uh, so, well, I mean, I did go to Club One in Savannah one time. Uh, so I don't know if you guys know what that is, but no, no, I, I didn't actually cosplay Diana that night, but it wasn't pretty. Did you do a sexy dance? Uh, oh yeah, I was a bearded lady. Um, <laughs> excellent, excellent. <laughs> Uh, stuff. Okay, so uh, I'm doing a lot of video work. I actually just picked up a few uh, voiceover voiceover gigs. Um, so you can reach me at me at joshuajbaker.com. Uh, you can see my video work at vimeo.com slash Mr. Joshua J. Baker. It's just some basic commercials that I've been doing lately. And that's Mr. Uh, MR, not spelled out. Yeah, yeah, MR, Joshua J. Baker. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's it. All right. Hey, do you guys like table reads? If you're at the end, I assume that you do. So you can go to tablereadspodcast.com for more. Uh, we are on Facebook at facebook.com slash table reads. We're on Instagram and Twitter at the table reads. And if for some reason you like to listen to podcasts on YouTube, uh, go to youtube.com or youtube.tablereadspodcast.com. We'll see you next week for something. Kelly will not be with us. No, I'll be crying over my sewing machine. Jeff sadly. called me last night. He's like, hey, do you guys need me to come over tomorrow? Oh. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't know, man. You should reach out to Sean. And I don't, I guess he didn't. He didn't. Uh, um, but Jeff will be here next week <laughs> for whatever script that we're doing. Don't know what it is. Tune in. You'll find out when we do. Well, probably a little later. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> we'll see you then. And until then, we'll miss you. This podcast was created by Sean McBee. For more, visit TableReadsPodcast.com. Cut to black. Black, black.